Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. This is the OKest Hunter Podcast. Never pass on shooter bucks, because that's just me with the freezer. It's your tag, you hunt how you want. This is OKest Hunter. Well, that's not a segue. I don't know what it is. I think that was a company and they failed. What up, everybody? Welcome to the OKS Hunter podcast, where we do the OKS shit ever. Uh, from the Deerwood to the podcast studio to fixing cars and replacing toilets. I don't know. You name it. We do it all. It doesn't just apply to hunting. One call. It's a lifestyle. (laughs) (laughs) Three calls, if you're asking, because you fat fingered the first two. And you actually are probably going to have to make a couple calls. Holy crap, guys. (laughs) So this podcast is just starting. But for those that didn't realize it, we just recorded like five minutes of nothing because no one could hear us. The wheels are still on the wife's car, so it's good. You did a good job on that. (laughs) We are brought to you by Spartan Forge, uh, for the record. And uh, they love us. We're their favorite. They said they love when stuff like this happens. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It just shows. You guys it. are working so hard to make it believable. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's like some new social app called Be Real. And uh, like at certain times of the day, it, it prompts you to go take a photo and you have two minutes to do it. And then when you do it, it flashes back at you. So you're in the photo and whatever it is you're taking a photo of. And then that's it. That's the thing. So like, I think we embody the very Be Real realness of the you know the world i guess absolutely all right so shout out to some of our partners vector custom shop latitude outdoors um who am i missing go wild there you go and uh so our friends at drop time spirits i'm i'm eagerly awaiting a new case of bourbon to show up at my doorstep because we're running low yeah you got the shakes real bad <laughs> thanks greg we, we drank a bit of drop time this past weekend <laughs> over at the cabin the one that Greg oh, brought. Hey, there you that go. Yeah, we, be, we gifted uh, away quite a bit. It'd be pretty empty. No, no. <laughs> uh, what else? What else has been uh, going on? Go Wild's great. We, so they're, they're selling our hats now. I don't know if I said that on last week's episode because I don't know that it was live yet. But uh, by the way, Doug, tell me how our, our audio is. If is, is it too? Is it coming in too hot? <laughs> Maybe it's not. Uh, We're never too hot. Well, yeah. So whatever. You can get our hats on the Go Wild site now. And I don't know. There's a so we get a number of podcast listeners, but we never really tout our own website. But we put out blogs every week. We run a, a weekly email blast with hunter stories from from OKS hunters uh, or moments, whatever you want to call them. Some are pretty like laugh out loud funny. Spit your coffee out, kind of funny. And then our own website, OKSHunter.com, we have shirts and hats and sweatshirts and can koozies and stickers and. We got some fun stuff coming at you in 2023. That's on the docket. Mm-hmm. I would talk about it. I don't like when people say, oh, we got this thing, but I'm not going to tell you about it. Look, they're gun sleeves. I'll tell you about it. There's no need to be a secret. Woo! But they're... Uh, yeah, yeah. The beast. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, I'm not even drunk. He, like, put, he put it out there. <laughs> I'm not that drunk. Uh, 
they're buffalo they're buffalo plaid nice but they're uh um, are we gonna are we gonna get some pre-order gun we're getting sleeves? samples coming for for all of us that'd to be try. great for gun season this year yeah it'll have the okay hunter logo on it um it'll have it's like an elastic kind of breathable slash moisture wicking material cool. you can probably wear it as a scarf sounds delightful yeah sounds <laughs> a headband scarf put your gun in it uh so the question Sound. was like oh well, what if i have my like scope on this thing on an over under it still fits. It's impressive. That's yeah. kind of neat. And then uh, we're wearing weathered oaks, so we're talking to him about some of his grunt tubes. I got a grunt tube over there mm -hmm. with our logo on it, so that's going to come to fruition too, probably. That's pretty awesome. Again, there's no need to keep secrets around here. No, Matt. Matt's doing a phenomenal yeah. job with that, and heck of a nice guy. And if you want to support a local guy from Wisconsin, great guy to do it. Yeah. Well, our backdrop music stopped and got really... Do you ever start mouth breathing you, a little yeah, bit heavier? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Perfect. I can hear you guys well. I, I, the audio is like low for some reason uh, last couple episodes. I don't know why. But I think I fixed it. This is really high We've tech. We've heard that before. Well, I won't know until after the fact. Oh, there's Weathered Oaks right now. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. I got to get you a text over to Tyler so you guys can talk about stuff. I don't know. I was supposed to do that. And I, I didn't do that. I'm sorry. I, for, I forgot. So, Matt, those grunt tubes that have the OKS logo, are those guaranteed? To call in. Do you want to? Can box. you reach that without they, the cord? Like okay at least uh, the four a beer. I think they're guaranteed. He said something about four pointers and up to seven. Yeah, when the ones that say okay, it's Hunter. Up to seven. Does that sound pretty good? Is there any other techniques I need to be doing here, guys? Like, should we fan my hand up? Yeah, you want to be moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should. You <laughs> gotta. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> you I catch mean, it. You have a little more practice. You'll get it. <laughs> you got those little curd lips. What, what, you put the whole thing in your mouth. Is that what you, what do you do? What are you, what are you doing? Just that? Yeah, yeah, oh, you, really, oh, oh, you shouldn't do that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, well, you can if you want It's pretty to. slobbery. Watch, make sure your trail camera. That's why my cigars get all, like, he drinks slobbery. drinks a little whiskey and he gets a little antsy in his pantsy. <laughs> all right, I'll stop. It's probably really annoying if you're in the car listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> just put the grunt tube down, Eric. And literally half of our viewers just tuned out. <laughs> Guaranteed to be okay. Uh, hey, the, the phone lines are hot, so, you know, we'll take calls here and there. I'm not going to bring you in, like, right away, but uh, I just want to make that note. And Good, because I do have a question for anyone listening. Oh, I, I did, real quick. Uh, OHP for all the people we mentioned, Spartan Forge, Vector, Latitude, uh, but not Drop Time, because uh, it's booze. So, sorry, we can't help you out there. But everyone else, OHP is going to get you a discount. So, it ranges from, like, 20% to 25% down to 10%, and... That's what I ha I think that's it. I think I got and and go wild too. You can even like redeem it on go wild because that's like a store. You can buy stuff from there. It's like a store or something. Mm -hmm. Like our hats. Apparently, our hats have been selling really well over there. That's great. But I I don't know why they've not promoted it. I've not really done anything about it either until it's, now. I'm talking about like it. One billion hats. <laughs> like fifteen. One billion hats. <laughs> or no, I think we gave them like fifteen. <laughs> I don't. So I mean, it's relative. <laughs> That one is the popular one, the one you're wearing, the shooter buck one. This yeah. is the boss. It's the boss. Mm -hmm. It's really like in the red one sold out first. I couldn't believe it. I didn't think anyone would buy a red one. That was a, a mistake on my part. I thought it was pretty cool that Tyler's daughter was wearing this one. Yeah. The okay center shoot. My yeah. daughter just got one of these because she's obsessed with it. So That's cool. Like a family thing. My daughter doesn't want to wear my hats with the F. Your daughters are better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she never listens to this podcast. <laughs> Logan, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, hey, thanks for tuning in, uh, folks. We're talking about deer season hunting stuff. Uh, 
I have I am not in the game at all. Greg is like bringing up the rear two, and Derek, you're uh, you know a whole lap ahead of us at least on the quarter mile track. Your text today said it all. We were like having a little hunting chat. Like no scouting, no drill camps, nothing, nothing. Uh, yeah. (laughs) I'm actually waiting here back from that conservancy to see if I get drawn. When do you hear? Well, I like. Any day, I think one year they didn't do it until like the the week my daughter was born. So it was like the eleventh or twelfth. It was it was like right around then. I was like, "Oh, we got it." That's the issue. If you've never been exposed to any of those properties, you don't find out until just ahead of time, and then you have no. But to that point, you can scout those anytime, ever. You like they're open, like for open for recreation, public, right? so you can always just go there whenever the hell you want. But if you don't know which property you're gonna get, you're not gonna waste your time on all of them. Go so, scout it all out. Yeah. So anyway, there's yeah. that. It's always next year. That'll that'll have an impact uh, on my season this year in terms of like where I go. If I don't get drawn, I'll probably hang out with Greg a bunch, and, and I think we're gonna go uh, on yeah. the 17th. I have yeah. no idea where. So again, I'm super prepared. Well, I mean, I, I had an idea for us because I'm gonna drag you out there for opening weekend because opening weekend's one of my favorite weekends to hunt. You just got you gotta go. You gotta endure, and you should go. I mean, it's just not. It's not enjoyable, but it's my like favorite weekend to hunt because it's a great. It's like Malort. It's not good, but that's what is good about it. But that's not good either. No. There's nothing good about it. <laughs> it doesn't even get you drunk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even talking about Malort was bad. Yeah, I mean, I still have a little bit of a gag and a stomachache from just thinking about it. Was that their first time ever trying it? Was here? It was awful. I've never tried it before. That. No, I know that. that. I never even heard of it. At least I didn't prank you and tell you it was going to be good or something. There's no way I would have believed you. So who wants to go first? I mean, we know where I'm at, so that's pointless. So why are you so unprepared? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's like a gonna, number of reasons. We're going to point the camera at you. So why are three you kids, so unprepared? Three birthdays. Like... <laughs> September's so birthday month. Excuses. There's three birthdays this month. We celebrated one. Uh, I, I have to like go through my gear. I haven't brought. I've bought. I have new arrows. I got to shoot them. They work. At least you shot. I didn't lose any. Like I, I was probably on par with Greg. You know, most time he's a little better than me. Sometimes I'd out, I'd out shoot him. Uh, like every Ooh. once out of twenty six targets, I'd do a better one. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm as ready as I usually always am. But and, you don't normally uh, go out opening weekend, do you? Nah, man. I I think I had in the past, and I think I actually ruined it hunting for a couple people by doing that. Like we went out to a swamp. And I brought two buddies, and they're like, this, "This isn't going well." We all left and went and got Denny's for breakfast. <laughs> Happy ending. Happy ending. Kind, of. Yeah. kind of, yeah. Depends on the crowd. At and then to make matters yeah. worse, my buddy like threw his bonus car, and he like ripped his seat with his broadhead. He's like, "This is whole. This whole thing is fucked." <laughs> he looked just drenched in sweat. At least it's ninety-five degrees. You'd have thought he fell in the river. And he's like, "No, this is sweat." And I have uh, so many bug bites, I can't feel my face. Oof. I mean, that does sound like your typical. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty standard. You carry it out you of the tree. When you put it like that, I can see why it doesn't sound that appealing. I was like, no, you got to come once in the fall. And he did. And he enjoyed that. But he's like, yeah, whatever. I said, I apologize. I'm sorry that that's, that's not what, I was like, that's not what bow hunting is. I'm really sorry I did that to you. I didn't. You should experience one mean... good swarm of mosquitoes with a bow in your hand. I just made At bow hunting sound so year. cool. And then that's what he experienced was early season. <laughs> he talks it up. and then you brought... <laughs> It's not happy. Oh, sorry, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> One day, many years from now, he might venture back. Yeah. So why am I not prepared? I don't know, man. I'm just not. Uh, I'm not. I don't. I haven't. I don't even know where I'm gonna. I don't even know if we said to go hunting. I, I wouldn't even know which property I'd even try to go to. Uh, so I have no idea what like pressure is going to be like on some of these properties. I have no no clue. I have like some of my go to spots that I hit up, but I don't. I don't. I want to use a canoe probably. 
if I can. I like doing that at least once a season. I usually get the canoe out. What last year when you took the canoe out was that that wasn't opening weekend, but that was pretty early, wasn't it? I don't remember. Oh yeah, that was early. That was early. That was really early. Yeah, but I didn't take the canoe out. I walked with my waiters. The next day, I brought the canoe to bring the deer back, thinking I'd float it out. I I ended up carrying my dad the way the whole way in. At least you floated something out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What about you, Greg? Are you gonna say something? No, no. We're focused on you right now. Do no one wants to hear me talk? There's nothing else special. I feel like there's lots of people who are probably in the same boat as you, though. Probably pretty common. Yeah, if you're if you're not sure what the f, you're, but there's a, so I've been putting posts out on like the shooter butt club, and if you could tell someone something about opening, you know, or the beginning of the season, what would you tell them? And they're like, don't do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, there was a like, lot of overwhelming negativity. Yeah, and then a lot of people think that this is the time where you could really kill them, but I believe that's if you can pattern them. But then the caveat is like they're hard to pattern right now because things are about to change. So I don't know what to believe, man. You know, I think a lot of folks can get it done early season. We've seen it on the internet. You know, the the Andy Mays of the world, the you know, some of those guys, and and honestly, really the whole Spartan Forge uh, pro staff, like, will probably uh, some like well, Lee already, Ellis already had. Yeah. Uh, I think Andy May got a, a mule deer. Uh, who, who else did did Drew See, with Johnny uh, Stewart was posting stories from the stand. Yep. So he was, and then you know our sponsor Latitude Alex Chop he got, got a, a good one a nice. Nice velvet. Buck, That's right. 160. Yep. That's a was big that deer. Tennessee or Kentucky? No, that was uh, North Dakota. North Dakota or North Nebraska. Dakota. One of the two. And that took a, he said it was like a team effort, a lot of work mm-hmm. for the guys. I know um, the full draw assassin guys that did the filming for our archery shoot, Home Fest. One of them was going to come, Derek, but he couldn't because he's going to help film for the, mm-hmm. the latitude stuff. So I knew that they were hunting for that reason, but I obviously turned out well. I haven't heard the story yet. We'll have to get Alex in here. It'd be nice if he can come in studio if he's like in Wisconsin. At Make some it point. happen, Captain. Yeah, Alex, Alex, if you're listening, or someone tag Alex Chop from Latitude when you hear this podcast and tell him to get his ass in here in a nice way. I don't mean that meanly. <laughs> Just he's busy. He's a busy guy. Same thing with Bill. Bill's supposed to be passing through from I think North Dakota or something. Well, it'll probably be a little while. Yeah, and we'll make room for people, too. We don't have to do the whole... I mean, look, it's Wednesday because yesterday is my son's birthday. So this month's kind of wonky because there's another week in which we're not doing a Tuesday, and it sounds like you might not be able to make that Wednesday because it's your birthday. Right. The old buck. So it might just be the two... Just the two of us on a Wednesday again. You're open to that, Derek? You're open to that kind of thing? Yeah, I'm cool. And I don't know if that's before or after the hunt that we'll be doing. So maybe if it's after, we'll have some fun stuff to talk about. I think it is. After. It is after. Because it's the 20th. Which right is right after. Oh, that'll be a fresh one. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> I, you know, I'm a bad omen, man. You bring me with you, and everyone just tells me, oh, man, I'm sorry. I, we didn't see anything. I, you know, I really tried to get you on something. That's usually what I hear, except for Greg. He got me on all the bucks that one season. <laughs> he's like, and he didn't see shit. <laughs> so we'll have to bring like a little stick figure. Greg will put a glue his face on <laughs> some popsicles. There we go. Yeah. Or I said you can come with us if you want. Yeah. Um, if you have your bow back. Yeah. So that's. That's going real well. Is that why you're trying to not talk right now? <laughs> Do you want to talk about it? Let's talk not about really. it. Let's put you in the frame. Not really. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Oh, you know who else got one? Uh, Jared, Jared fucking Norwood. Yeah, he did get a, a velvet buck. He did. So he's doing some some like urban hunt thing that goes on down in uh, Arkansas. So it's like a special hunt that goes on to clear out urban areas of deer. And so it's not even like season yet, but he gets to go do that one. Early season. Yeah. That's and he got nice. he got one. And he like sent me a picture. I think I sent you guys. He's got on his back. 
Carry he's a maniac. He looks like he's 12. <laughs> he's not 12. He's a beast. And he kills some pretty big deer for down in Arkansas. From what I understand, they don't give that big down there. And he finds them. So to you, Greg, you dropped your bow. Well, I didn't drop my bow. It jumped out. It, it jumped away it from you. Certainly, it certainly <laughs> fell off the bow hanger that I've hung it on. I don't know how many times. And the weird part is, is like I hung it up. I walked down to the target, pulled my arrow out, walked back towards the bow and it had just all of a sudden there it went. What just happened? <laughs> cams, cams bent. I need, I need a, a, a yoke cable. It's, it's a mess right now and we don't know when we're getting parts for it. So it's been at the shop for a week. Still can they heard. give you a loner bow like my bands in the shop getting hail damage fixed? They gave me a loner. Yeah, yeah maybe. They yeah, can. the loner bow will cost you twelve hundred dollars. Dude, be like, come on, guys! I just need something for the opener. I'll just, yeah. I'll just go buy a, I'll go buy a or borrow a, an old bow from somebody. Because how many shots flew through that bow since you got it back from the shop? Because you were getting a new string put on, and yep. there was long wait times for string. So I know your bow hung in the shop for like. Yeah. Damn near a month. Mm-hmm. So how many shots you put through before now it's gone again? Oh, I would bet at least a hundred. I mean, I was sending a lot of carbon through the air before we had our uh, our foam fest. So, uh, I don't know. Doug asked how far it fell. Fell from about five feet up and landed on its bottom cam flat on the concrete in my basement. Did it make any noise? Oh, yeah. It was like, a very... Boing. No, it did not make a boing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It made a... Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it made a cha-ching, cha-ching sound. It was really weird. You know, you know the sound of bottoming out suspension? It kind of sounded like that. Yeah. wasn't mm. good. When you know it's bad right away. Yeah. yeah, that's bad. Get out of my car. Yeah. We I got sent, some... Com- I should read some comments. I'm sorry, I guys. sent you guys a picture of it. Like, the bottom cam was, like, all twisted up. And the top cam was like all right where it needed to be. So I don't know. Missy's back. She's a good listener. She always, well, that, I didn't mean it like that. She's an avid listener of the show. Well, maybe she's a good listener. I don't know. Uh, hey, all our season opens on the 17th here in Florida. It's always bad when I start interacting with the guests because I start saying weird shit like calling people girl names and telling girls they're good listeners. Do what you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Why am I the host? You guys should pick a better host. We should like vote. So you, got, you got no cameras out. Uh, no, zero. I have the one that I bought. The, I bought a cell cam last year and then it like broke it or something. And so I you used that last year and you got some good, some good bucks. Yeah, that's exciting. One camera out on the Conservancy property. And I have some other camera laying around here. I don't know how to work it. It's like some cheapie that was gifted to me uh, somewhere along the way, not to offend whoever gifted it to me. It just, it, I don't even know what brand it is. I think it works. I don't really know. <laughs> I put it on my tree and got some pictures of my dog once. <laughs> I mean, this is about where I'm at, guys. I just oh. have no, my time is evaporating pretty fast. You got cameras in like five <laughs> counties at least, don't you? <laughs> Derek's got zero, and you got some. This I'm talking about. You're like two laps out of us. I've got a few. If this were a NASCAR really, race, we'd be outpaced. I really don't have that. Many. Greg's just in the pits, <laughs> and my car's fucking smoking, and not in a good way. Yeah, Probably down, with some I'm bacon under the hood. I'm, I'm like on a tire and some brakes. <laughs> so, so honestly, I've got cameras. He's all. calibrating his tires. He's like, well, if I put this tires on, I could probably get some more. We're, we're covering all the bases right now. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Not on purpose either. No. It's just the way things are shaking. But out. what else, Greg? You had some first. raccoons to third. Monkey around with your first. 
You what you had you know you had on your trail cam was some otters. Yeah, I thought that was otters. pretty cool. I didn't even know they were that otters. native. Yeah, man, uh, we've got otters around and out there in that marsh. I always find otter sign, like especially. What does snow. otter sign look like? Just their tracks well, in the snow. So oh. otters slides. They they do they slide. Yeah, they literally will slide on their belly for hundreds of yards, and they'll just use their back feet, and they think it's the greatest thing in they're the world. They're such funny animals. They're at the zoo. They yeah. got the otters. They're 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 great. Yeah, the wild ones are just like that. Like, yeah, they you don't think, like seem... zoo animals. Oh, there's plenty all the time. You see them in the wild, and that's all they do is just. They're just always together they're always too. They're always like together. Yeah. Yeah. Like a like a they're always like tangled up with each other or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just around. posted the video on my my Instagram and Facebook stories so people can go see it. But yeah, they'll you'll see you'll see otter because otter tracks are pretty good size. They got big feet so they can swim, and they got long tails so they can rudder, and they will basically tuck their front front legs underneath them and just push and just push by their by and you'll see the the mark of their tail so you're seeing that on your swamp oh yeah you Uh. see it in the snow all the time i mean that's just not something you expect to see in our trail cam evan's asking us questions he said let's hear some specific game plans Mm -hmm. if any for the first week or so i know opening let's see i don't have jack squat on cameras i have eight cameras out and literally it's all those and fawns the farthest one from the truck was sabotaged by a raccoon. So then I ended up with like a thousand pictures of skyline and treetops. Um, yeah. And then I got, I got video of the coon, like heavily breathing and his whiskers in the, uh, in, you know, extreme close up of his whiskers, a little bastard putting his greasy body all over everything. Um, He's getting friendly with your camera. Yeah, he was getting Craig's going to get a new hat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else? Yeah, it, it really isn't. Uh, I'm finding cameras all over the place, not mine. Uh, maybe, but you did make a trail cam, I, buddy. I made, I made a trail cam, buddy. So we're good there. We're sharing some intel on you know who's where and what where he's had trouble and where I've had trouble and and you know we people can, trouble people trouble. Like you're running into mm-hmm. other hunters. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you know we're gonna mutually respect. Hey, if we're both out here hunting. I'm going to text him or he's going to text me and say, Hey, I'm over here or whatever, you know, just to help each other out. Uh, yeah, I think. So I, no target bucks or anything like no, that. Uh-uh. Nothing, nothing like last year at all. So last year was a good year. And the year before was a good year for trail cams and finding, finding deer and, and getting opportunities at them. Um, but this year's not looking real great. Sorry to hear that, man. I'm not. It's just going to make me work a little bit harder. Just work different. Yeah, just work different. And, you but know. You, what you like to do is you like to walk in and find fresh sign and hunt it anyway. And, that's, and, and that's, I think that's better than relying on cameras. It really is. Because I think you fall in, you get false hopes. or You, like you do get false hopes. And, and, and it's happened. It already happened in the past. Yep, yep. It's not happening now. No. So I'm just going to go out and do what I do. It, bow in hand or not, uh, opening day, I might start a little early go out and just walk around and see where i find the best looking trail and and do what i do and if i can find some rubs from deer you know bucks working the velvet off i think you'll find some yeah you never know it's it's thick this stinging nettle is everywhere we've got ragweed that's you know 10 feet tall it's pretty tough navigating all that stuff so we'll see we'll see what happens i, I I have a lot of faith in October. Put it to you that way. 
I'm kind of sitting where uh, Evan mentioned that he's got so many scenarios running through his head. It gets a little confusing and overwhelming. The season hasn't even start. <clears throat> I was talking with a buddy the other day, and it was kind of funny because I said, you know, I really, I've got a whole bunch of cameras up, up north in the cabin. Mm-hmm. There's a new, I shouldn't say new, there's a piece of public that I have not hunted before that's close to the area we have hunted. Sure. Rumored to be a big buck. So I scouted this spring, and I stuck five cameras in one area. <clears throat> just hoping to see if this big buck is there because I know I have history with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the rest of my cameras like kind of just took a shit and I don't have that many. And I mm. like literally have cameras in two spots down here. Yeah. And I just like clustered. I got three in one spot. They're all really close. And I had two in the spot that I was at today. And I was, wasn't even planning on checking them before season, to be honest. And it was like, I have like no bucks on camera going into season and i just felt totally okay with it, it was like yeah. the same boat as you like just, yeah, I was whatever. Just, you know figure it out and find the they're sign. just pictures because honestly they're not dead you just got a picture of them you know they're alive we, and that's we've talked it. to a few people on the show that have guessed it that don't run them yeah or don't they prefer or they do but they're like you know i always like not because then it's like a fun delightful surprise yeah and, I, and i'm kind of getting back into that and if any of the listeners or you guys, Greg Litzinger, bow hunting fiend. Mm-hmm. Yep. Really like all the stuff he has to say. Very knowledgeable guy. Very. And I was listening to him on a podcast the other day and he said like the last eight years, like one buck was a trail cam deer. Otherwise he shot him just off tracks. That's awesome. Finding big tracks and setting up mm-hmm. on them. And I was like, gosh, you know, you really need to focus in on like finding hot sign. Yeah. Um, and then last weekend I was up at, up at the cabin with my parents and dad and I snuck out one morning to go, um, check some cameras and he's got a bear tag. So he's bear hunting tonight. He bear hunted. Cool. So we we're like, Hey, let's go out and go check my cameras, move some, shift them around, and then we'll go bait bears. So we got back into the area that I had my cameras and pulled them and there was nice deer on all of the cameras, which was awesome, but they're close by. Um, so there's nice deer on all of them. Then we got to the last one and I knew where I wanted to put it. Um, there's a little ridge. It's kind of all wind blown over on the public side and there's private not far mm-hmm. away. And that was clear cut. So it's a big clear cut. Wind blown side is real thick. There's some oaks, lots of spruce. I got a camera on a runway, nice buck on it. <clears throat> I decided to move a camera down in this little valley where there's a couple big oak trees. And I was like, if I can find some acorns up there, I know that'd be a good early season spot. Cause I had scouted. I knew where this buck bed was not far away, about 80 yards away. And I said, if there's acorns there early season, I bet you that buck's going to go there. And dad and I got down there and I was just showing them, this is the trail I scouted where all the rubs came down and there was a fresh rub, a nice big one. Mm-hmm. And then a snapped off one and there was acorns on the ground. So you're like, so I was like, shit, yeah, I got a picture of a buck 60 yards away. That's a really nice. Are those buck. ones you sent us? Um, I think I sent them to you this last weekend. Yeah. Uh, a really nice buck for up there. Like I would be really happy with him. So my scenario here, and maybe Evan or anyone else listening. When someone's on me, the on the call line, so it might be Tell me what him. you think. Like, what would you do? So I've got a spot three hours from my house that I think opening day, the rubs are already there. So it's old sign, right? But there's still acorns on the ground. Will there be next Saturday? Maybe. Could be cleaned up. Could be hmm. there. But I think it's like my best chance to potentially get on that deer. Would you drive three hours and hunt that rub that you found two weeks ago where you think there's acorns near a bed you've scouted that you know is used during the fall or would you chalk it up to yeah maybe that deer's doing something different two weeks after he made the rub already he, he might find a better food source further down somewhere else i mean that maybe them oaks they they had a small crop of acorns <laughs> on them they dumped them already like our neighborhood oaks they just got done dumping all theirs 
and it wasn't like in years past. You know, it was like a quick man. They're dropping everywhere, and then all of a sudden, you don't hear one dropping. Done. Yeah, they're done. So squirrels are cleaning them up. If you got squirrels and porcupines and everything bears. else, bears. Bears on every camera. Yeah, bear. so bears are scooping them up yep. for sure. Yeah, bears are chowing them down <clears throat> quicker than the deer can get in there and eat them. So it, it's a 50-50 chance. The thing that gets me, though, is the clear cut is still there. Yeah. Absolutely chock full of brows. Yeah, there's tons of food there. was there. no acorns there last year, yet tons of rubs. Mm-hmm. So he was there even when there's no acorns, which tells me, hey, there's a pretty good chance he's going to be here still. Well, it seems like you're going to have to your, hunt it. Go with your intuition. <laughs> yeah, I just have to see. Let's bring a... What would you do? Evan, you're live on the podcast. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, guys? Can you hear me okay on my Bose headphones? Yeah, we can it hear sounds you. Our, it sounds okay. <laughs> we, we'll make it work. Sound good. Yeah, okay. See, okay, it's audio. I'm on LTE, right? I'm in the Minneapolis airport, so very heavy deer population around here taking me take a deer mm-hmm. you seeing some good runways um, <laughs> some nice racks yeah a lot of real runways yeah big runways. Hey, um yeah just kind of just kind of fun uh hearing about some of the so like i was saying when i was on the podcast like my first year really looking heavily for acorns and it's a little crazy all these oak flats i'm finding they're all mostly bur oaks where i'm at in southern minnesota and the of the white oak family um which I've learned, I, I always felt kind of dumb. Everyone's like, all oh, the white oaks and all these things. And I, I started going out and looking and stuff, and I'd get the Minnesota tree guide and everything. It's pretty pretty simple after a little practice of just being out there and looking. But um, as far as what you're saying about going up that three hours, like, I mean, I guess it depends on your timing, but I do remember, not to always quote all these other guys, but I remember um, even for short-term hunts, like Andy May talking about, posting on the beast form and being like, Hey, should I drive? Would you guys drive X amount of hours for a two day hunt? And everyone's like, nah, not worth it. And then he did and he'd go kill something, you know? So it's like, I think if anything, you just do the whole, whatever you're using a stand or a saddle and just kind of scout your way in. And then if anything, you get some intel about this time of the year and then um, see if the oaks are dropping or not. And that's kind of what I'm running to. Some of these spots are starting to drop They're the acorns right now a little bit, but not all of them. A lot of them were green like a week ago and some of them in town are dropping and some of them are not. So I think, uh, I'm just going to bounce around a bunch of these different old flats and see, see, cause what season opens in like 10 days here. So I think same for you guys, right? The yeah. 17th. So 10 days. You're right. Yep. Yeah. Today's the 7th. So yeah. I mean, and like, yeah, right now I have, I have one camera on a nice scrape that's off of a known buck bed that, I know I had a big buck living there that's dead. And then I, I found a tree island basically. They're out in the middle of the cornfield that's been getting a few bucks on there. One of them shed his velvet already. And uh, it's a private piece out in the middle of the cornfield. And they uh still showing up here and there. No oak trees or anything. It's one of those big drainages that Randall always talked about that goes through a lot of this farm country. And then uh, no oaks, but there's you still a couple bucks still daylight in the morning so i'm a little i'm kind of i'm getting like i'm not trying to get psyched out about anything and not take it you know get too crazy about and like psych myself out too much but it's kind of like it's the big day coming like when am i going to throw my first yeah, hit you, at this spot? you still like, gotta hang your stand quietly like, and, and not drop everything or forget to release <laughs> so that woodlot that's a yeah, by so. the cornfield where you said the bucks are still daylighting is that big enough? Are they are they betting on the edge of that? Are they hanging out in the corn and coming to that? 
What do you think they're doing? Yeah, I think so. I went in there in like July and I kicked out two deer. Um, so that what's been happening, it's it's basically this ditch runs through this field and it's kind of a it's longer than it is wide couple acre woodlot and then uh it's got corn basically all around it but one side is beans and it's hard to really glass from the gravel road because of the way it dips down like it dips down into the woodlot but it's uh i found a couple beds right right in there and they're basically they're bedding on the north end the north tip and they keep uh i get pictures mainly on the southeast wind so they're they're like they're watching north to the bean field and to the gravel road with the wind coming from the from the, the that big it's a huge bull ditch we call them bull ditches a huge drainage like it's probably got 50 yards of like grass on each side of it and it dips like pretty steep drop off like six seven feet down into this little waterway and uh if the pictures i'm getting they're going they're exiting out to the north like so they're exiting with the wind at their back and going out to like the beans are they coming across that grassy drainage or are they, does the woodlot go directly I, to the field? Yeah, it, t- it touches the drainage and, and then it, it's got basically corn on one end on the, like the west side of it. And then it's beans on the east side. And I can't, it's, I can't even quite get in there to go like it's, it S turns so much that you can't really get in and get a good long range advantage on the, the drainage to see if they're, and I never put a camera in there. Now I don't really want to go back in there because nope. um, I went in there once, like early July. So I'm just like, whatever. I got the one camera on the like kind of close to where between the beds I found and and the little one trail I found that went out to the field. It's just uh, it's going to be interesting. There's some morning they're showing up in the morning sometimes, and uh, we've kind of talked a little bit about either getting there like crazy early in the morning because it's such a small spot and maybe not as unpredictable to return to the bed and kind of milling around in there uh, so just, i know that that's kind of the big this whole trying to bed hunt a little bit is interesting it's a little more unpredictable in the morning i understand and then at night at least you have a little more cars in your favor in the evening tip because if they're in that bed you can you should be able to sneak to whatever point you think is is good but it's just got, it's just been kind of fun there's so just get taking in so much information i know that's probably a lot of people listening to, and getting into this diving in there's so much good information i mean i'm mowing my lawn listening to you talk about rubs and what you've taken on rubs and then you're out there and it's like sensory overload and it's like trying to just chill out a little bit like all right it's gonna be fine let's just go jump in a tree but it's, it's, it's so fun though at the same time like but i'm getting pretty pumped to like go through a sit at this spot but i don't want to do it for no reason and uh but also yeah like these acorns that you're talking about that's such a huge deal this time of year when we open early enough and they're everywhere that i'm finding like all these oak trees have acorns and that's not really a factor in that spot where i have some pictures but we can't run cameras on public in minnesota so i don't have like a plethora of cameras mm-hmm. Evan, all I got over a, the place i got a question so, for you bud <clears throat> i know you're using yeah. spartan forge um are you using the journaling yeah. feature of spartan forge i do yeah so are you cataloging like you know, 2022, you know, acorns dropped from this spot, but maybe they're not dropping next year. Like, are you, yeah. are you, are you capturing Intel like that for yourself so you can build upon this? Yeah. So I, I drop a, I, I've been kind of like on these oak flats I've been finding. I'll, I won't drop a pin on every oak tree necessarily if there's a bunch of them. Um, but I kind of take an assessment as I'm walking through these flats, which ones hold acorns. I'll drop a pin with the actual, I make them green. I love I love color coding 
and uh, I'll make it green with the actual acorn. And then if I find trees, like like this uh, postseason scouting I did, if I found oak trees, I would just mark it with the oak. There's a white oak, uh, like a leaf uh, icon you can drop. So I do that. And if I come back uh, for the audio spots and actually hold acorns, then I'll, I'll put an actual acorn on there so I can, it makes sense to me from kind of the, the higher up view. And uh, so I can kind of zone in on that. And then, yeah, I just put it oaks with acorns in my little notes. And then I've been bouncing that off of my trail cam pictures where I can have trail cameras and, Picking the bucks that I just have that one buck so far, but what wind it was on, um, or what wind I got a picture of him in daylight, and every one of them. And I have a specific folder just for that deer, but I can't do it as much as a lot of these guys because you can't, again, have the cameras. You're not supposed to have cameras on public, anyways. I find plenty of them, but it's one the disadvantage we have in Minnesota, but it's all right. Well, it sounds like you're on the right track, man. I think the wheels turning and going into overload, like you said, like. I don't know. That's pretty normal. I think that's normal. It just means you're thinking about it and you're putting effort in and you know what to do next. It's just, it's just experience, right? You just come up with a plan, you throw it at it and it either works or doesn't work and you learn. And I mean, you played the game before, you know how it's going to go. Like you just make your best, best guess. Yep. Yep. And whether you have success or an okay yeah, moment, I, you got to call in and tell us about it either way. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. But yeah, I just think it's going to be important for a lot of people like, I hear a lot of these successful guys just have many options. So, even, I mean, I just listened to that podcast that Andy May did with uh, Exodus, and he's talking about just his in, your instincts and just being more confident. And that's the kind of stuff, it's crazy how that's just so intangible, and you just need to just just listen to yourself. And it's like going to a spot you didn't know. Are you? For sure, if there's a deer in there, and then boom, something's do, going do on. Do I hear here. a plane so taking off right now? Even. Sounds like it. I don't know what the heck. Let me walk inside. I'm not going to be on here too long and waste all your time. But, <laughs> Sounds like a um, chat. No, but you're you're right. Having that's where I'm. I'm not there yet. There's like this confidence threshold. I think Derek, you seem to have it. I know my cousin has it. Greg, I think you're probably like really. I think you have it. I think just. I don't know. You're hunting a really hard area to hunt, but there's. I don't have it where I'm like I trust my intuition or decisions. I don't know. I'm like, well, I mean, I got enough information. This looks good. I'll sit it. And I'm like, I don't have enough to know that that was good or bad. But if I don't have that affirmation of seeing the deer, then I'm like, well, I don't know if that was good. I could have been dead nuts, 100% correct. And I will have thought that was the opposite. I have a ton of confidence in my ability to find deer. Mm -hmm. Mature deer, I'm not the best at it at all. I can find but, I can find deer to kill. I can luck exactly, my I can luck my way into what's most so deer. Difficult about it, and that's exactly what you said is the affirmation. Like it's not a right or a wrong because you can make the right choice, be in the right and spot, just not realize that you're and, right. And maybe that deer just waited. Did something different five that minutes day. It's too late. Yeah, and you didn't see it. So the affirmation is so few and far between that you don't get like that pat on the back, like you did it right. Right. You just don't get it. And I then, had it happen last year, opening day. It, it, that's exactly East, what happened. Easterly so wind. I went in where you shouldn't hunt that area at all unless you have an easterly wind. And I sat it, and that buck got out. Which was probably literally it's a big guy. Ten mi- yeah, 10 minutes after, I was literally at the base of the tree. I moved my platform, and the buckle came down and clanked against the against the platform. And that was it. That was it. He, he blew, and that was the end of it. So just a little too too little too late and i don't think i could have 
got in any closer no, and not, I think you were pushing the envelope I was, already, yeah, was which is what you have close. to do. Cause that deer, I mean, he's old and he's seen his share of hunters. Hell, I bumped him twice the year before. I educated him. It's that damn guy again. Yep, it's the same guy. I think that's a good <laughs> not that we're trying to like, you know, funnel into like, oh, the key to kill mature bucks, but no. like I think you take it from that is like to anyone who's new who go doesn't do have that. Go like, out and do it. Go you, out and screw it up and, and the number one thing you can it. you can do to like put yourself in a position where maybe you get affirmed is to put yourself in a spot that you feel like is pushing the envelope. Because if you're hunting in a spot that you've seen in hunting videos and it's nice and open, there's oak flats and rubs and trails, you're probably going to see jack shit. Yeah. Or does. Right? We've been Which there. Is okay. We've, we've been if there. If you want to go for it, you're going to have to be in a spot that is absolutely horrendous to shoot in. You feel like you never will get a shot or you can't see anything. You're almost always going to be in one of those situations. At least that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting transition into into getting in, you know, get starting to learn all this stuff. And I think guys are, I mean, I felt this last year is my first year really getting into this and it's starting to happen now. If you don't, you know, it's easy to fall into that thing. Everyone's shooting big bucks and like, what am I doing wrong? Like just have, just chill out have fun, have a bunch of places to throw at. But it, it is kind of fun and interesting for me to like starting to climb that ladder a little bit and it's pulling in all this information and starting to piece it together and start really grinding and getting it. But not understanding that everyone needs to hunt, you know, hunt however many 60 days a year, you got to be a scout in every second because you see everyone on Instagram. It's fun to apply the stuff that that you're learning (laughs) and and see it come to life and and see it like, Oh, I did learn something that did work. That's with anything. You you learn something, you try and you're like, Holy shit, that, that, that actually worked. Like, there's the affirmation. This is great. Building blocks. Now you're one step closer. You just leveled up. Now you're Mario level four or whatever. <laughs> like, it's awesome. Dude, thanks for calling in, man. Yeah, yeah I got to go get play some of that. But <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, guys. I'll keep listening. I'm just I'm just chilling at the old airport having a blast. So. Sounds good. I'm glad buddy. you guys did it tonight. I'm, I just caught it after I got off the plane. So. Hey, that works. Hey, man, let Cheers, us know buddy. how it goes. We'll be, we'll be, we'll be in the woods, too, update. probably. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna come out there for some drop time, baby. So Ooh, there it is. I got I'm off until the mid mid October now. So the, the nectar of the deer gods. <laughs> <Let's> go. <laughs> yeah. All right, see you guys. See, ya. All see right, ya. Best of luck, man. So one thing that's interesting is, uh, gosh, I think probably up until what three four years ago, it was just going to the woods, walk along. I would hunt for a spot that looked good. Like for me, it had nothing to do with deer. It would be like, oh, there's rubs or there's sign. They're around. Sure. Why not try this? This we'll looks like that, a right? comfortable tree. <laughs> I have a lot of shooting lanes. This will totally work, you know? And it, even on some of those hunts, I was learning w- through osmosis without even ever having listened to a podcast about mature buck hunting or really even cared about that at that point in time. It was like, that's weird. All these deer, I was tucked back into the woods, all these deer moving at this field edge along this riverbank, like there was a, uh, like a grassy wetland rivery area. I don't know. Uh, it's like cattails or like canary grass, I think. Right. Yep. And then I was deeper into the woods facing out that way. And all the deer are moving right on that line, just a little bit into the woods. I was like, huh. And that happened like three times before I decided to do something about it. I was like, I should probably go closer to that. <laughs> like, so I was just learning naturally. 
and like making some decisions. And that was just trying to kill does or whatever. It wasn't even like they're, I didn't even care if it was a buck. I was like, it's a deer. I'm going to shoot it. I was excited. That's the most meaningful way to learn though, is through what your own experiences. Are. Yeah. You can listen to podcasts all day, but everyone's like, the situation is different. Your train is different. How they set up, how they got in, mm -hmm. how quiet they were. It's all different. Yep. So when you do it and you learn it and you set it up, and put your own idea into practice, it's absolutely the best way to learn. That's why the guys who are super successful at it are the ones who've done it for a long time. Yeah. And not to say that there aren't guys. And when you when you make a mistake, when you're like that dialed into it, you, you realize, oh, I messed this thing up. And that's when you start to like silence your gear because you're like, I'm never going to do that again. Mm -hmm. Like to Greg's point or mine. I don't hunt on that stand I hunt out of anymore. No. It's in the garage. Maybe that I should thing sell looks like it. a tuning fork. Yeah. Uh, but to, to that point, like going from just waiting for a deer to walk on by out of pure happenstance to, and like, that's probably more rut style hunting anyways, which is maybe why I was doing it that way. Like any old buck could walk by any old spot. I think um, your typical OKS hunter, like yep. what you would envision as like a weekend warrior guy. Mm -hmm. I think most of them, their whole season, they rut hunt, right? Like, yeah. They just set up in the spots that have a lot of sign. <laughs> yep. Or, like or the spot spots. that you saw that deer they're at hunting, one time. They're hunting travel. Yeah. When the deer really only travel crazy like that for yep. two weeks, man. So then getting in and honing on those, like really, like you said, like getting into that bubble or like not, but not bursting the bubble, getting into the bubble real tight or whatever you want to call it. Uh, that's tricky because you have to know more stuff. You have to know. You do. What is a buck bed? Why you is it sitting here? Where is the wind? <laughs> like, it's just, how am I going to enter into this stuff? And then you throw in public land, you got to compete with other hunters and what the hell they're doing. And how many times you go into a spot in public land, like this is it. And then you look up and there's a guy waving at you real nice. Like, yeah, but who knows? Maybe that guy doesn't know anything. Maybe he just in that spot because he thought that was a really comfortable spot. <laughs> I walked <laughs> past the guy company. sleeping one year. So, I mean, that was a real thing. <laughs> he never saw me. I was like, Oh God, there's a hunter. And I was like, he is sleeping. <laughs> and then now I just kept going. I was like, whatever. I'm not going to hunt there. It's starting to get real out there, though. Yeah. Rubs. This, today, I walked mm -hmm. out there. I saw a little cluster of trees. I was like, oh, I got to go look over there just to see. So velvet it. should be coming often, right? Velvet? Yeah. yeah I, got, I, I got a lot of bucks on hard horn on that camera pull today. friend and of mine sent me a picture of so one. fast. Like, one horn was almost completely shredded off, and the other one had stuff dangling off of it, bleeding. So. It's a rowdy picture, man. Mm -hmm. Seen that, huh? Mm -hmm. Nice scrub today. Yeah. The tree was rubbed. All rubbed up. Branches were rubbed. Scrape underneath. This is the first active scrape, but it was kind of funny because uh, we're just talking about listening to podcasts and not the best way to learn, but Steve Shirk, um, Pennsylvania, Big Woods guy, he was just, he made a post the other day about all summer, no buck had pawed the dirt or peed in a scrape on his cameras, runs like hundred and some cameras. Mm -hmm. And as soon as Velvet started coming off last four or five days, he said now almost every scrape he's got cameras on is getting pawed dirt. And piss. And today I walked out. So do, do you think early scrapes hold more value or equal value to scrapes? Like, at what point would there be a new scrape in later? It depends in the on your purpose. Like, do you think they'll get value really to the hunter? It, it's it's an inventory Both place to the deer and the hunter. I'm just well, wondering. The, the deer, the deer aren't really doing anything. They're not ponder. Like, I've had that same vine hanging over that field edge in that one spot i've never had a one paw dirt there until velvet is off and they'll do it for a little bit and then they won't touch it they might come over they'll rub their their 
you know, their forehead glands and, and their orbital glands and everything else. They'll rub their face all over it, but they're not pawing in it and they're not peeing in it. October hits, then they're, they're really working it over. And in some cases they're tearing that branch down. I want to get in the science of this. We need to have like that MSU deer lab on or something, because I want to learn more about like when you say they're really working it, like they're so, putting the orbital gland, the forehead gland, whatever yep. into the vine or whatever you have dangling or the stick. Yep. It's communication. Sound. And then they're pawing and peeing. What are the, like, Oh, I see your paw. I raise you a piss. Oh, I see your piss. I raise you a paw and a piss. Well, like, uh, I mean, you know, I just wonder what's happening here, like you know? They, they, they yeah, no, but I'm just... They work uh, yeah. it up, and then they go over it, and they rub their hocks together, and they piss all over themselves. And... That leaves their scent yep. on the ground. They have their scent on the branch, mm-hmm. the communication scent. The pawing, I mean, deer, I just was listening. They have, between their between their, their toes, they I guess, they have glands there, too. And just like, I think you and I listened to some of the Did stuff. The do- for... Didn't some dog trackers say that that's what their dogs are actually smelling for? Yeah, not blood. To identify that deer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also ground disturbance. So, I mean, you go anywhere in the woods, kick open the dirt, kick open the leaves, mm-hmm. and a deer that walks by while you're hunting is going to smell that and come check it out because it's a disturbance. So, it draws attention and it's assertion for dominance. Mm-hmm. Early season, like in Wisconsin, when we open next weekend, I think scrapes are amazing for the first two weeks because bucks are still close together. Bachelor ish. So they're still trying to figure out who's going to be the, yeah. If you're close to some kind of bedding area somewhere they want to be, and a little buck is hitting a scrape, and a big buck is close enough to hear that, raking the branches that, there's no way that buck is going to let them just do that, Mm -hmm. which is why they're so good. And I've seen that before. Bucks, and they come in like a prey, push one off, because the pecking order is being established. Now velvet's off. It's like gloves are off. Like, hey, this is my spot, and they'll come. Yeah, you thought we were friends. We are not friends. Yeah, and that's exactly what happens when velvet comes off, right? Here are all the bucks that were together, you know, grooming each other out in the field. Now it's, watch out, little man. Yeah, <clears throat> your target. Every buck for himself. Yep. Yeah. No, I find it just fascinating that that's what they do. I don't know. Something I had learned on a podcast uh, from Dan Infault mm-hmm. that I never had to deal with in my life because I don't hunt in areas like this. But I remember him talking about cattails in thick areas and when there's bucks traveling, big bucks. The trails are wider because mm-hmm. they're antlers, right? I'm like, oh, up north, everything's freaking wide open. Like, they can yeah. walk anywhere they yeah. want. Yeah, how do but you know? This new spot that I scouted this summer and I hung the camera, I sent you guys some pictures today. Mm-hmm. I had a card pull. I had two cameras back there and it's super, super, super thick buckthorn and super thick old popple slashing. There's a couple of trails coming out of grass that were wide open, big three foot wide trails. And those trails had really old rubs all along them. Mm-hmm. This has to be buck trails. This is like what he was talking about. Big mm-hmm. open trails. The little trails look like yep. all doe tracks. And I hung a camera at an intersection of two of those trails. I got tons of bucks on. Then in the summer, I was expecting fall pictures. There's a whole bunch of nice bucks walking those trails in the summertime. And it looks like they're just going from one little grassy swale bedding area mm-hmm. to another around eight, nine in the morning. So it's got to be with they got plenty of, well, or wind shift. And they've, and got, plenty of, one. they've got plenty of security cover so around them. That it's they super can, thick where my yeah. camera is. So they're just kind of milling around. But it must be some kind of wind shifts or switches. Yeah, well, we're going to hop over, over to this bed- it's bedding area. It's like when you shift like sides in your bed in the middle of the night. Like, like yeah, I'm going to sleep on my left side now because my back's sore on the right side. Nah, yeah, I don't like the wind today. I'm going to go to my other side of this oh, property. <laughs> Let me go make sure there's no little spike bucks over there trying to make rubs. <laughs> Kick some ass. 
It would be, oh God, to be in the mind of a deer during the rut. Just peacocking all day long. Right. <laughs> Just straight up. I'll never forget the, I, even last season I saw that buck. I, I glassed him the whole night because I wasn't going to make a move. I called you. I was like, should I move? Should I not? I, it was the, the morning I scared off yeah. the big one. And another one was around the same area and he was tending a doe or something. He wasn't breeding or anything. He was just, she was there. And he was kicking off this other deer. Grunting at him, like chasing him off. It was funny because I saw the spike pop up. I was like, oh, there's a spike. Oh, there's the other guy. Did he see him yet? No, no. Oh, spike's coming closer. Spike's like, oh, shit, never mind. Because <laughs> the other one's like, no, no, no. Uh, you get the hell out of here. <laughs> It's like basically, you know, hey, there's a sock on the door. Didn't you see it, buddy? <laughs> there's a sock on the door. <laughs> oh. oh, man. But so, no, I, don't, I am. Uh, <sighs> I got to get some shit ready. Yeah, you do. So are you going to be able to come out? For yeah. Day? Yeah. For night, yeah. I don't know. What, you got to tell me which day and, and give me a rough idea of when oh, I need we'll to do, be we'll somewhere. Saturday or so. Our season opens Saturday. M- mornings so are terrible for me. No, it's not through morning. No, mornings are a bad idea. We've we've all done that and get all excited to go. Go opening morning. If I've not been on a property, a morning hunt is not an option. If you're in the bedding area, you're bouncing everything out of there because yeah. it's already in its bed. We'll go. The, the spot I want to bring you is where I killed the buck i think the first time two years ago i was on your podcast um it's i it's a good summer bedding area there's private egg around it i know there's a lot of mosquitoes the perimeter the perimeter of the bedding area has a bunch of huge giant white oaks and last year they had no acorns on them so this year should be here i killed there was acorns and that's what the buck was feeding on uh we got to cross the creek and then uh once you cross the creek it's phantom mode you gotta be real quiet. Yeah, you're gonna have to give me like uh, a little bit of a lowdown of what you expect from me on this. Expect pure <laughs> massacre. <laughs> like we I need expect we probably, nothing. We probably need to have a conversation. I expect nothing about how Eric's gonna perform out here. We need rubber boots for sure. I got rubber boots. I will walk you in. I will point you. If you want to be pointed to a tree, I will, I've already got a tree picked out in my brain. I'm not against wearing bug spray if the wind's in my favor, but that's probably Wear not a go. Whatever you want. We won't be setting up if the wind is not in our favor. Yeah. Like, so then. if you want to wear books, we do it. So if the wind is not in our favor. Do you have a plan B scenario that you want to do? Well, I have multiple plans of where we can set up. Okay. Depending on what the oh, no, whatever. Yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> this is exciting. This is how my. And I'm driving is. towards your neck of the woods, north. Yes. Okay. Not all the way north, but north. Not all the way. Yeah. Okay. We're not hunting up here. By, by the house. Yeah, but... Unless you want to get after that big guy. Dude, I'm not ready for a big guy like that. Let's just be honest. That one's pretty tight. I'm not. I'm not like, like. That's the other thing. Maybe people should be more like in tune with their skill set. <laughs> what the hell would you do if you saw a freaking giant twelve pointer or something know. like that? Sh- shoot for the moon, man. Shoot it. No, I yeah. Shoot for the but, moon. Yeah, but you know, it's like if if you're not ready for the the big bad guy at the end of the level, you got to kill some of the little the little. Screw it up. I yes, but that's probably what would happen. So, but it's, so what? But you learn something from it. Yeah. If I mean, there's people who are really good but at like, reflecting on stuff and saying like, "This is what I could have done differently. Mm-hmm. This is what <laughs> shit happened." My pants and, and then shit there's it. people who just go, "Well, that fucker just knew I was there." there yeah, like, there's, they don't there's learn a reason. Anything. Yeah, there, there's an excuse. And that's for okay. It. Like either way, it's fine. Yeah. But like, I'm not preaching. I'm talking about myself. Who really want like Evan, like his mind is like he's he is there. thinking he's, yeah. about this all the time. Mm-hmm. That's people who tend to part really, of it you know it's people who driven to do it people who are really 
wildly stupid over there. I got there last season. I was like, I'm in it. This is happening. I've, I've found my way now. Now what do I need? Like what, which tree, which wind, which, how close can I get? What I was there, but I, I'm not, it's like, it's like muscle memory or something. If you stop working out for a while, you're going to be sore for the first week and you get back into it. And it's going to suck. You can't just go back to lifting 225 pounds on the bench press. If that's where you ended up a year ago, sorry to say, my friend, you're going to be at 150 and it's probably still going to hurt. Like, <laughs> be real sore for that so no, am I, am I, if I, if one comes by, I'm, I'll, I'll hopefully make it happen. I've built up enough skill over time that I think I'll be okay. But no, I'm not ready to go into your Northwoods and like kill the monster you're talking about. You don't, you don't want to go to that spot. Anymore. The beavers <laughs> dammed up this creek that I have to cross. And the whole woods is like a cedar swamp. Mm -hmm. We walk across it through the bottom. And the whole thing was knee high or, you know, knee high. Knee My high dad water. and I are like, are we going to be able to get there? Because we're like a hundred yards in the creek and we're like swimming already. So we had to loop all the way around and. Wow. Walk on a down cedar that was underwater, which was slippery as oh, all yeah. hell. And then if you got current going through there, and you my get poor dad, right I'm like, you know, like, should I be dragging him back? He's <laughs> like, I'm fine, keep going. Yeah, you're never gonna Hold lose on, your kid. Go I'm, like, I'm not gonna say nothing. I'll just fish him out if he falls. No, he, yeah. he was good. So, um, yeah, I don't. Know what I mean, I don't even know if I can get there by the time this rolls around. Because if that dam is there and water's coming in, they get me rain. Yeah, I don't even rain. know if I'm gonna be able to get. You got to get that boat know. we heard about from that. Uh, from an uncharted supply company. Yeah, that little raft. That one you up. just carry along with you. But I'll probably be like really loud, I imagine. You'll just blow up a freaking raft. Unless you're nowhere near the point where you need to be at. Who cares? It's close enough. I'd be worried. <laughs> yeah, well, then don't do that yet. Or just uh, put some clothes in like a uh, uh, a wet bag. Dry bag. Swim, or dry grass. bag. <laughs> <laughs> no, every bag can be a wet bag. <laughs> I meant to say dry bag. And just swim your ass across it. That's what it takes, Derek. That's what you do. I'm, I'm, all, I'm always game for that. <laughs> like, I'm contemplating driving three hours one way <laughs> to do one hunt and then come back. Yeah, but that could be the hunt. And, and then you, you're, yeah, well, that's you're worth it. That's worth for it. your bow tag and you're. He's there now. Illinois. Like, you got you to gotta make your move. You know how stupid I am. Like, I would love to kill a deer up there. Oh, yeah. Just, it means more to me. Mm -hmm. It would mean more to me, too, honestly, because that's tough conditions. It's not like down here. How's a drag? Do you, you guys ever quarter up deer? I never have. It's it's, it's not that uncommon. Deer. It's uncommon. hard to hang a quarter deer on the meatball and have a beer looking at it. <laughs> True. Oh, there's the back half. There's Dra the even half. dragging this guy out was horrendous, and that wasn't even that bad. There's some funny memes floating around about the you think you're in shape until you drag a deer out. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not cool. And I've, I've fallen off the running train like three weeks ago. So I'm like headed towards Deer Camp Bod Cent Central here. I got to check and show cameras. Yeah, you were, you were out today, weren't you? <laughs> I'm messing with you, man. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't get the Being joke. A big jerk. Yeah, it's okay. See, it never, never even lands on me because I don't even hear it half the time. People probably say mean stuff to me. I'm like, what was that? <laughs> like, I, don't, I didn't hear you. And then they just are like, it's not even worth it. <laughs> You're too stupid to insult. <laughs> That's kind of could be a compliment. Yeah, backhand of compliments all day. Backhand of compliments. That was the name of the band I was in high school. Shit, my pants. Are shooting. <laughs> was that a was that a comment that your uh, what do you do if you see a giant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pants shoot it. Yeah, yeah. And sent controls out the window at that point anyway. So, 
No, I'm excited for the season to come here. I'm like, I, I don't know. It's one of those things where I'll be really happy when it happens. Uh, we got a caller. Take one. We'll take one more. It's getting late. We started late. It's an abnormal night. Hey, you're live on the podcast. How you doing? Hey guys, good. How you guys doing tonight? Doing, doing awesome. good. Is this uh, good? Do we have another call? This call? is Calder. I talked to you. Get- yeah. No? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I was looking Can at my screen. Okay? Yep. No, yep. I missed someone else before. So, uh, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> Technology. Am I good. right? Good. Yeah. No, you're good. Hey, I, uh, yeah, I talked to you guys a few weeks ago. I'm just about hunting here near the Adirondacks and stuff like that. I just kind of had a question for you guys about um, bucks being in bachelor groups and whatnot. I've got I've got one camera out. I'm seeing a lot of does with, you know, the little babies. I'm not too keen on shooting a mama with a baby. Um, had a few bucks stroll through, um, but they've kind of dried up now. So I'm just kind of curious if you guys have any, you know, if you guys specifically look for bachelor groups early season or if you're pretty much uh, stuck on the land that, you know, if it's private land that's, I'm hunting a lot of, uh, like I said, a lot of egg country and stuff like that. So I don't have, I also have the huge Adirondacks near me, but I'm trying to kind of narrow down, you know, if, if I should be looking in certain areas for bachelor groups early on or if it's starting to break off or kind of what you guys thought on, uh, you know, what the Bucks might be doing. Um, our bow opens up September 27th, so that's when I'll be hitting the woods. Yeah, I mean, you'll see some, of the younger bucks together hanging out, uh, you're not more than likely going to see a mature buck hanging out with younger bucks. Um, it's just, they've already kind of, they're starting to establish a pecking order. And as we were saying, once they start shedding velvet, the gloves come off. So big bucks are or mature bucks are, are establishing their territory and they're kind of shooing the little guys away. I think what you're seeing on the trail camera, if that's what you're talking about, seeing the bucks kind of dry up, is you're probably seeing those bachelor groups, those bucks clusters together right now. And when you checked your camera in the last few weeks, probably come on to a new food source. Right now, all you know, yep. beans might be shifting or they might be going for that corn when it's a little milky now. They might be going for that. Maybe some acorns are dropping. So all the bucks that are together early season, like right now, they might have just shifted their pattern a little bit, checking out a new food source. By the time September 27th rolls around, I would say most of those bucks are probably do their own thing. <clears throat> and you'll probably have a couple of loners show back up on camera, depending where your camera is. But I think by that time, that those groups will be broken up and you'll see them shift to where they're going to spend some time into October. It's interesting to think about the food sources. I know we talked about like destination food sources versus having browse everywhere because they're in green. But right. if I'm a buck and there's a new snack that I can go open and try something new after a whole freaking summer eating the same green shit, whether or not it's there, it's all caloric intake and you know, they want to be very nature is very efficient and so forth. But you're talking about corn getting milky and it's like, wow, you know what? I'm going to go munch on that now. Cause it's there and it tastes nice. Like if my wife goes grocery shopping, F whatever's in the refrigerator. Now I'm going to go open that new box of cereal. <laughs> like, right. I want some Lucky Charms, damn it! You know, maybe maybe I maybe I have no idea what I'm saying here, but it seems like I don't know. It seems like deer kind of go in like three to five day little cycles where they're like yeah. feed on something heavy, 
three days, four days, yeah, days. and like, then all of a sudden they'll be like, ah, I'm need something different. Like white white acorns. Like right now, my neighborhood red acorns are dropping like crazy. I haven't seen hardly any white acorns at all. And last year we had a bumper crop of white acorns falling all over the place. This year there's some, but not as many as the reds. And we know that the deer don't like the reds as much because they are very bitter. Mm -hmm. So maybe they'll sit on the ground a little longer and whatever the squirrels don't get, the deer will, the turkeys will, as they kind of brown up. Very possible. But that might be a hot food source for two to five days. Maybe they clean them up or whatever. And and these are the types of things that I'm always like, when you see a deer in this area and this wind and this day and so forth, there's other variables that could have been at play. Like maybe the neighbor's dog got let out early that day because they were home early from work because they got fired. Or maybe that's a really negative outcome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe like uh, the, the bitter acorns were there, not the nice ones. Like there's just, gosh, there's just so many things to consider that it's hard to, and you only have a small purview of the world anyways. You don't even know when other hunters are going up there stinking it up, or you don't even know what else happened in that deer. So maybe a coyote came through there. Which like, happens all the time. There's just yep. so coyote much shit raccoons. that impact your hunt, which is why you're always better off going no matter what, because you never know. It's like a box of chocolates. You're, you're 100% right. Like the moon phase stuff. Yeah. It doesn't matter. If you can hunt, go. <laughs> like weather-wise, yeah, it's great to be hunting on a cold front, but if you can go, go. Just yeah. go. I think I think your bucks will be broken up by September 27th. You'll probably have something back on camera. If you don't scope for fresh sign, yep. you'll you'll have one coming through. Yep, you'll find it somewhere. But great question, dude. Seriously, that that is a good one. Yeah, gave me a great idea awesome. for me. Yeah, I got, post my camera down I got my camera down in a creek bottom, kind of kind of between some bedding and uh, just uh, alfalfa field, but. There's kind of corn around and beans and food sources. So I'm kind of in the situation too where I hunt when I can. You know, I don't have the luxury of picking my days. I've got a little one here at home, so I get out when I can and when the wind gets me. And uh, it kind of goes like that. But yeah, I mean, I've got some raccoons and coyotes on it. And alfalfa, alfalfa will be a hot, hot food source up until the first frost. So deer will be hitting it. And okay. They probably are going to hit it more at night, especially if they know you're hanging around it maybe more often than not. Mike Zappa just yeah, okay. commented something that made me almost laugh really hard. I'm sorry. Called, he yep, said, no problem. All right. Well, I'll let you guys go. I appreciate your info. I'll yeah. Thanks that. for calling in, man. Call in any time. Yeah. Let us know how it goes, man. Good All luck right, out there. It. Have fun. Keep in touch. Will do. All right. Yep. Night. Yep. Bye. Bye. Mike Zappa said, my granddaddy always said, hunting is like a box of chocolates. Okay, it's summer. That sounds like a t-shirt. <laughs> mm, certainly does. You never know what you're going to get. Oh, boy. But you don't. I mean, that's actually pretty freaking true, unfortunately. That's a, that's a good one. I'm crying over here. From, from I was like really holding it back. I didn't want to be disrespectful to our caller, but I saw that come up on the screen. I about lost my shit. That was a good one. And do you guys ever see... I, I'm like... an I'm not even a movie buff because all the movies I like are from like 10 years ago because that's when I used to watch movies. But did you guys see Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Yeah. Where he's like, they're on the beach. He's like, you're the guy from the buffet with Dexter. He goes, 
just slaps him in the face. <laughs> Bitches ain't the buffet. <laughs> I feel like those are bucks that were bachelored up, <laughs> and now <laughs> we're not friends anymore. Like, hard harm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meet me at the street. Oh, hey, buddy. <laughs> Get out of here. We are not friends. Tell your idiot friend to go with you. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's crazy. Oh. That's actually the best hunting analogy ever. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's like the buffet. <laughs> so I got two. Mahalo. <laughs> Mahalo. Wish I wasn't wearing this fucking shirt. It's going to be me on the 17th when I'm sweating my balls off. Wish I wasn't wearing these freaking freaking clothes. I don't have any lightweight merino either, which I probably should get some lightweight stuff because uh-huh. the heavyweight stuff is amazing. I, I have midweight. Yeah. And uh, as we've talked about last episode, I think I ruined the elasticity of the pant. And they don't stay on anymore. What? Like the only way that the I only way even, they I, I don't even know. How, I, I shouldn't even <laughs> touch that. Not going to do it. Mm-mm. No, no. Like the waistband I ruined the elasticity of a pant. <laughs> The waistband is like I'm gonna go there. Which which part of the elasticity? The waistband. The waistband is huh? like. Are you a tucker inner? Well, listen you, to me. Do you do you tuck your shirt and your jacket Have into you your been, underpants? You've been doing. Yeah, you've been, you've been doing. What have you been doing? That's what you would think. You flip You'd think I was I mean, carrying what? a watermelon around like a pregnant. I wonder if my wife tried them on while she was like, on like like with pregnancy or something. You I can't don't know. Blame her for it. You know what I did get? I learned something from my wife from pregnancy. So. <laughs> Okay, you know, fat guy in a little coat scene. We've all yeah. seen that one, right? Yeah. We try your camo on. Well, Derek, you're pretty fit, so maybe you don't have this problem. But like, <laughs> you know, your wife was pregnant a couple times. You know, uh, they do a hairband. Uh, there's like a hair tie, a hair tie, like the little elastic hair tie. And you put it, around, I'm crying oh. still from laughing. And you just put the hair tie through your button hole, and then you put in your button, and then you get like an extra two inches of elasticity on your waistband. Yeah, you like, a saddle setup. like a saddle setup. My yeah. wife has done this. Yeah, so I did it last year with my pants. <laughs> it's <laughs> meant so you don't have to buy maternity clothes. <laughs> <laughs> you can get your pants to stretch just, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, fine. Yeah, because maternity clothes are expensive. But I mean, the further you go in a hitch for the girth. I agree. You know, I try to build up well, some but I ruined, for I, those colder months. <laughs> but I did ruin my pants by putting them in my scent crusher bag is what had happened, someone told me. Oh yeah. So that are no, not yeah. I scent? didn't get to get to that part before you guys are making fun of me for like doing crusher? weird stuff. Yeah, I have a scent crusher bag. I, so that scent? that ozone will break down certain fabrics. Yeah, Rubber, yeah. Elastic, elastic. Yeah. So, uh, but I use it like a washing machine. We've talked about this. I think I have a meme about it. Uh, anyway, doesn't mm. matter. So I was using the was it called below zero or thirty below or thirty minus thirty three? I don't know. Some company zero got from Sherpers. Celsius. Yeah. The merino wool. Because I need something like right now, and I can go to Sherpers five minutes away, and I'll get it right now. I'm gonna wait for it to come through the internet and ship to my house. Sometimes you need stuff right now, right? But now. it's it's like a hundred bucks for the bottoms yeah. and a hundred bucks for the tops, and it's two hundred dollars for a set of merino a of underlayers. What bullshit? What do you wear first light over here? It's not that expensive. It is not cheap. I'm not knocking them, but it's like <laughs> it's not cheap. Early season, I'm not wearing long johns. I'm telling you that. What right are you now. wearing? Because it wicks away. I thought that would be a good thing. Yeah. It breathes, keeps you cool. Find a good set of boxers, not cotton. You can go merino. You can go. Where the hell blue. do you get merino wool boxers from? First light, huh? It's almost like they should partner with us. <laughs> could really use some more first lights. <laughs> I could use some more first light stuff right now. 
Don't worry, I won't be asking to borrow a pair of boxers anytime soon, but no. where else do you get some right now? Duluth, I wonder if Sherpers du- would have Duluth some. Trading Company. Do they has, have that? They have stuff. They have a retail store around here. Yeah. Do they really? In Waukesha. In, yeah, Waukesha by uh, Home Depot and Menards. Literally like, I think, isn't that where it is, right? It's right by Depot. It's, it's right in the in same parking of lot of Home Depot across the street from Menards. It's like, uh, that's a lot of man stuff happening that's in that great, block. of. And there's yeah. a car dealership there too if you want to go buy a truck. And just really get your man card stamped. They actually have the man card stations right next to the Oh, Did Luke has Marino? Hell yeah. Three you get yep. a free five pound bag of beef jerky. Yep. Yeah. Duluth does have Marino. Marino well, that's probably expensive too. The Duluth is not cheap. Yeah. They're like workwear stuff. They don't have hunting. They have. They're not in the hunting category. But they have stuff that will work. Yeah, well, right, because I don't need to have camouflage boxers. Well, maybe I do if it's early season. I might For be you, shirtless. I think Blaze Orange would be smart. Eric, if you show up with me in camouflage boxers and that's it, I don't know how I take it. I'm just thrusting, <laughs> playing the saxophone. What Wait, the the elastic's all worn out. Yeah, what's what? going on He's here? talking again. He's flip-talking. <laughs> I'll hold it up while I walk, Ooh. I swear. <laughs> that's why the elastic is worn out. I never hit record again. Oh, good thing it records here. I stopped it when we goofed up and then I never restarted it, but it's fine because it's here. I think I got it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like Evan says, <sighs> buy once, cry once. Well, with boxers and how often are you washing them? You're hunting every day. What are you going to do? They're magic. They clean themselves. Oh, yeah. They're, they don't hold any scent. Yeah. Tell that to your dog. Hold a little scent. <laughs> If they were mine, they probably yeah. Especially after you eat chili. Oh, Menards is where it's at. Nice hunting items on occasion. Got a few uh, tree stands from there. I got, you know, they, they used to carry the big dog tree stand. My dad would text me, Menards having a sale, 10 bucks. Oh, or whatever it was. I have so like many. I think I have two or three in my garage like right now. Well, yeah. They yeah, always came unassembled. You got to spend like we would, an hour putting uh, all the bolts in. Yeah. <laughs> Drill, re-drilling the holes because they don't they line never up. Lined up. Nope. The bolts were bent. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Oh, so it wasn't just oh, me. Oh. $30 tree stands. Yeah. I thought it was a user error. Yeah, we bought those up because you could leave your stand on the conservative property all, all year. So we would set them up and we'd just get the cheapies because yeah. I'm not trying to get a stand stolen. And you had to put your name on it and stuff. So like if they knew you were like had permission to be there. I'm getting real tired of hearing my own voice. I think we're probably going to call it a night here. Fine. Big <laughs> money. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks for tuning into the shenanigans of early season stuff. I don't know if there's any opportunity to learn anything on this episode. Maybe there was. Pretty slim pickings. <laughs> yeah. Next week, we have a guest. We're back on on Tuesday. The following week, we're on a Wednesday. Uh, and it sounds like it's just going to be Derek and I. Uh, are you here next Tuesday? Is it Tuesday we're doing it? Tuesday? Tuesday's today? You, you told me Wednesday. No, no, no. I know it's confusing this month. Did I say Wednesday's you're, all month? Yeah, you're jacking it up left and right. When yeah, we, we can just Friday, Sunday, combo. Yeah, I'm, I mean, let's just run it all week. We could do, uh, well, what's the date next week? The 13th? Mm-hmm. What is today? No, it's the 7th. Today is the 7th. Oh, because it's not Tuesday. <laughs> it's like, today's the 6th. I'm going to jack slap you. I don't mm-hmm. know if that means, but let's not talk about that. Uh, you get do, some flip tucking to we do. We should do eight o'clock all the time because it seems like people really like that. And then I can hunt after school and come here and I'm not so, in trouble and I don't miss a day. Tuesday, September 13th. I like where your mind's at there. We do have a guest scheduled. Is that Aaron? Aaron. Yes. And then Tuesday, the 27th, we have a guest scheduled, Daniel. And, and so then it's the 20th. 
first of September. It's just the two of us after our hunt. So that'll be a talk about your fun victory. episode. I mean, you can still have the blood under your Victory eyes. or fail or your victory or fail or... That, what? Yes. What the hell are you talking? I thought you were gonna hunt. Bow. Don't get me wrong. I'm gonna have my bow. Oh, I just thought we we're like gonna go to a spot. You're gonna. I'm gonna go this way. And I'm gonna go that way. And we're both gonna hunt. Yes. I mean, you could. I'm not against this but at I all. I think once we get it, it, it's a grassy bedding area, I might be able to see you from the tree. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So I'll film you. Okay. Doing it's whatever. Awkward. whatever just you're creeping. Do. You won't be able to see me. <laughs> I won't be able to see you. <laughs> You'll be there the 21st. Oh yeah, good. Yeah, the 21st will be the, 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 yeah, and I don't know. We could probably do like whatever time makes sense for you. We don't need to hash this out publicly live on podcast land so we can, <laughs> but they're just trying to give the listeners a, a line of sight on what's coming down the pike here. I used to thought it was pike. Is it pike coming down the pike? I, I used to think it was pipe. It's not, it's not pipe. It's pike. Mm-hmm. Like a, like Pike's Peak. Pike. Like a northern pike. Like a northern pike. Also, I learned that it's not let's flush this out. It's flesh this out, which sounds really weird. This is taxidermy, so I say. Let's, yeah. let's flesh this out. Yeah. It's trapper. Let's flush trapper. it down, trapper flesh it out. In and out. Flush it out. You There's all these, these isms. Flush it, you flush it. Yeah. That, the, the kind of flushing you do with your flip talk is not what we're <laughs> talking about here. I feel like this is an episode of that weird show from Canada. Yeah. No, what's that show with the dude? Uh, Letter Kenny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Is that Canada? Yeah, yeah. Do you ever feel like that just seemed like Letterkenny shit that just happened? If you flip that, tuck that, 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 and then you get the flush and the flusher. Do you ever feel like we're the trailer park boys of hunting? (laughs) (laughs) Who's Ricky? Who's who's Bubbles? Uh, Greg, he's got the glasses. I I guess I I defaulted to Bubbles. I'm uh, Julian. Yeah, we go. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Does that make me Ricky? Apparently, it does. We could probably apply ourselves to workaholics. That's a good one. The trailer park boys of hunting. Okay, guys, we're going to go before that damn Sasquatch gets us. Sam's All right. Thanks, folks. See you later. See ya.